With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Let's go, Devils. Bob, we said uh, that this was the road trip that was going to make or break pretty much their playoff chances. We are 50% done. We are batting 1,000, and we're also 50% of... Uncle Pucker strength. Yes. So, so uh, a little deficient w- today. Yeah. So like so far so good. I mean, I, I, there's been a lot said about the Vancouver game already, sure. um, but give me your quick thoughts on that. And then uh, I really want to talk about that Seattle game. Yeah. So listen, the Vancouver game, I mean, that was a fun game, right? I mean, all, all things aside with the Hughes family, which turned out awesome with, you know, Jack getting, uh, two assists and a goal, uh, Luke getting the power play goal, Quinn getting a couple power play assists or a couple assists. I mean, they got all the points going. It, it was a feel-good kind of game. And that's the type of fun game you'll take in the middle of the year at any time and say, hey, you know, don't always love to, you know, win that way, but we'll take it. It was exciting as hell. Uh, I had a problem with it in the context of our season up until that point. You know, sure, it's great to win 6-5 to five in the way they won. I'm sure it did a lot for the locker room. But I'm just sitting there going, Jesus, seriously, another five goals we got to give up? And I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, which brings us to the next game, which was well, yeah, quite the when, shock. But the Vancouver game, I had said when we did, did the preview, you know, kind of keys as a, a, to the um, Seattle game, I was talking a little bit about the Vancouver game, and I said exactly that. I said, as the hockey fan in me, this was a so much fun to watch. This game was sure. great. Um as the devil fan in me, it's like, really? You gave up three third period goals and VTech couldn't, you know, everything had, a, you know, a three foot rebound right in front of them. Uh, it was really tough to watch the fact that they, and, and I don't think there was one devil fan alive that was watching that game going, I can't believe we're, we are going to blow this game. Um, and somehow, you know, Jesper Bratt, uh, out of witness protection, he is back. Yes. And, uh, well, he went back in last night, but, it's actually okay. So it was great uh, to see him know. step up, you know, because like we said, we have enough leaders on this team and high profile scores on this team where a different person can step up every night, help you win a game. Jesper did that. And again, yeah, like you said, it was completely exciting. And as, as strictly a fan, I love it. Give it to me in a regular season when things are going fairly normal. Because things haven't been going fairly normal. We ended the last week all of a sudden with a bad taste in our mouth, mouth with that loss. 
And now you get a couple quick wins, you turn around, and now it's oh yeah, it's four out of five again. We won four out of five. So it's always context. And you know what else eases the blow to San Jose when you actually see what the Sharks did after that game? And I watched the Detroit game last night, Detroit San yes. Jose game. And uh, did you watch that game? I watched some of it. Yes, I did. Dude, that that might be the most bananas game I've ever seen in my life. Like it, that second period was ridiculous. At least the second period. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm watching San Jose, and it's like, you know, I know the beginning of the year they're they were terrible. But Everybody, here's the thing: sure. they're super young. Um, they do have a couple of veterans on, but they and they're not a very good team. So you have to get the most out of them by them doing the fundamentals very, very good. Yeah. And those few wins that they tracked off, I think they won now three in a row. Um, they are fundamentally sound. Like mm-hmm. those wins are coming from just pure hard work, being in the right places at the right time. A couple of guys just really. Um, taking advantage of every opportunity that they get. They are hungry for that puck, man. Anytime yeah. that that puck is loose, sharks are on it. Like like a like a shark. Like a shark, right. huh? And Hurdle, <laughs> Hurdle's hot, right. you know, which is always yeah. good when he's going. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I mean, uh, Blackwood didn't play great. He gave up those four real quick, and then he was yanked. Um, but then they, they, you know – get scored on the third, they're down a goal and they fight back. They pull the goalie with like two and a half minutes left. They fight back, they score. And uh, then, you know, Fabian Zetterlin. And I do have a big question because I know that these conversations are about to start popping everywhere. So I figured we will get a jump on this. Did we really make the right move (laughs) with getting rid of Fabian Zetterlin for Timo Meyer conversation? Now, like I said, we're going to talk about that later. Um, just to preface, I don't think we made the right, uh, the wrong move. I, I still believe in Timo Meyer, but it is really awesome to see Fabian Zetterlin playing really good. It really does make you feel like, you know what, this was kind of a, a very fair trade. You know, it, it was well, a good trade. Yep. And you know, we we did give up a lot, but they deserved a lot. You know, again, you know, we have Timo for eight years, so I'm not judging him. None of us actually wanted him games. in the package. We were all fans yeah. of his game. Uh, but I think we touched on it in the summer appropriately, which was, you know, you have to give to get. They're not going to take a bunch of nobodies. Not that any of them are, but you know what I mean? There's got to yeah. be somebody with a really high ceiling. We thought he had that. He's showing it right now. You know, good for him. You know, like I said, I, I like Timo Meyer and I believe in Timo Meyer. And I think when he finds his game in New Jersey, he's going to be very, very good for a long time with us. But in all honesty, I think if we were to swap up to this point this season, Fabian Zetterlin and Timo Meyer, I don't think our results are different at all. I really don't. I think if anything, he brings something extra that I've seen when he's really sure. playing well uh, that. that we've yet to kind of see from Timo. So, but you know what? Yeah, it felt really tough taking that loss on Saturday night and Sunday, and then when you but when you get to now and you're like, you know what? They did lose badly, but they're a really good team, and if you even yeah overlook them a little bit they're gonna make you pay and i think the devils did that and they paid for it they have a is it overtime win against the islanders too right yeah, in there the overtime, yeah. they came back and they came game back on that one as period. well yeah they won it um, in overtime it just goes to show you you know all the whole cliche you know it's they're still professional hockey teams right mm-hmm. it's nothing nothing's a cakewalk um with san jose they started so bad that it's very easy to look at the schedule and say, oh, there's a win, there's a win. And we, we've been doing that all year. We did it in the summer. Like, it's so hard to no do doubt. that. Um, and you're going to lose games like that, like we all said. Again, 
I'm saying context way too many times tonight, but that loss <laughs> in context of this year was just so brutal. Right. Um, and it was, for me, it was one of the first times I was kind of audibly angry. Um, yeah, you were not happy. I was not happy. I don't, I don't really understand that kind of effort, but you turn the page again. If you look at it now, it's, is it four to five or five out of six? I'm not, I'm not quite five sure. Out six. Five out of six. So uh, that's good. And now you have a real big chance on this swing that was supposed to be pretty tough and still is. You got a real good chance of beating Calgary. Um, yep. Oilers just started getting hot again. I don't know what Oilers we're going to get. I know that we're going to get Connor McDavid's on fire. I am so excited for that game on Sunday. And it falls right at the same time that the Vikings and Raiders are playing. So I I'm going completely hockey radio silent from 4 p.m. until I get home from work at like 9.30. I'll have the game taped. I won't look at anything, and I'll sit down and watch it in its entirety because i got to watch the Viking game because um, I'm stealing that on the yeah. internet, so I can't tape it, you know, so i got to right. watch it. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Edmonton game. They're playing so freaking good right now. Um, yeah, that was just a matter of time. Right? Yeah. It, it was easy. You know, none of us wrote off Connor McDavid or the team, no, but it, it, it was um, interesting, the parallel, right, of that mm-hmm. team picked to be such a favorite that was doing, you know, arguably as bad as us. A worse. Uh, worse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're sub and, 500 uh, still. They have a, they have, they have a right. ways to go. I think 12 points or so out of even a wild card right now. Right. So that, they is, that is a ways really, to go. They were really bad. Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of those numbers. So, but I know it's high. I know it's a lot of points that they have to make up. And you know what though? I think every hockey fan with a brain says Edmonton's going to be in the playoffs. They're going to make up those points because that's what they do. Well, I mean, you got one guy alone that might get you 150 <laughs> points again. So What's he on like a three point a game pace lately. Pretty much. I, I think Jack is still leading the league in points per game, but awesome. lately, yeah, he's on fire. And uh, he, like like we talked about before, he's to me the greatest player I've ever seen at this point, and uh, we've seen uh, some good ones. Yeah, I mean, or at least most talented for his size and everything and the way he works. Well, let's see. It's going to be interesting to see when you know, when his career is really, over. I think there's only one guy that at this point I would maybe compare him to of like as far as seeing them live, and and I might even give this guy a little bit of an edge because I've seen him in person many times. Uh, I've never seen Connor McDavid in person. Is Mario Lemieux, um, nice. and you know maybe Mario was yeah I think Mario was that kind of talent where you they were just ridiculous. But well, Connor I agree. McDavid in the last what fifteen twenty years nobody has been even close to what he can do. Um, and yeah, a dude can like, we have, there are a lot of great players in this league. Uh, I mean, look at every team has basically a superstar. Yeah. And look at how much better he is than the best on the planet. That's the thing. I mean, you look at how shifty Jack is and right. then you look at Connor McDavid and say, well, here's a guy who does the same thing. Only he's a hell of a lot bigger. He's tall. He's heavy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Like I told you, I, I did see him live, and uh, all eyes were on him. Every time he got the puck, I thought he was in front of the whole pack. It yeah. was just incredible to watch. Yeah. So that game's going to be a lot of fun because I think the Devils are going to be able to score some goals, and yeah. uh, I'm sure that they'll do the regular switch. I'm pretty sure Vanacek will be in net uh, against Calgary. And oh. after Schmid's performance last night, I think you have to put him in against Edmonton. Um, so that's how I would do it. You know, I, I knew this was going to come up. And uh, to me, it's still kind of a conundrum in a way because 
you know, uh, Akira deserves the net right now and you need wins and he can, he's still the better chance of getting a win right now. So you almost want to play him against Calgary because you want to get a win when you can get a win. Like then that would leave V for Edmonton, which is disastrous right now. So I agree with the logic. I just don't like it. I wish there was something else that could happen right now in this part of the schedule. Like there is not be back to back. So you can just play him. You forget a week ago, sorry, a week ago, uh, dipshit Lindy played back to back. So maybe we don't see Vanacek at all in this road. He only only made 89 Um, saves that night. So it's not a big deal. (laughs) uh, That night that he came on the back to back, the second night, he only made six. He had a rough night. That's, that's why I can't see. That was the San Jose game. That's why I can't see, um, him being in that back to back again, like that blew up in Lindy's face and, uh, he needs to, okay, the guy needs some rest too, you know. And, I just, I, uh, really, they, see, I, they don't seem to have any faith in VTech Vanity. I don't have any faith in V, and I've always had more faith in V right up yeah, until yeah. like a week or two ago. Again, not much more. Just thought as a, as a regular season goalie and as a more consistent goalie, he gave us the better chance to win most nights. That's flipped. And now I just, I don't even want him in the net. I almost just wow. want to say, suck now, it up. Right. <laughs> Go but, for it, Schmidt. You know, we, we can kind of, because like we just said, right, we can kind of take that Seattle, I mean, uh, the San Jose Shark game and kind of throw that away. Like Vitek probably sure. was, I mean, uh, Schmidt probably wasn't in our heads. Like he wasn't prepared to start. Like we were never expecting mm-hmm. him to be in there. And he was, and it was a stinker and the whole team paid clap. So let's take that game and throw it away and go to the Flyer game, which he started the previous night. Um, and then last night's game against Seattle. All right, the Flyers game, he made 44 saves on 47 shots with a save percentage of 936. Yes. And last night against the Kraken, 37 saves on 38 shots with a save percentage of 974. So Akira Schmidt's yep. last two outings, look at where his save percentage I is. I understand the whole small sample size thing, but that's encouraging. If you're a Devil fan, you're like, is. all right, this is where it we goes, need to it be. It goes back further than that, too. Um, he just... Just uh, with that last win, his total save percentage came over 90. Yeah, it's over nine now. And I think it was Bill Spaulding who said, if you look at his last five, I think he's got like a nine, two, three. Well, that's just now crazy that's... amount of research, Bob. I'm not about to do that. Shit. <laughs> it was, a, it was Spalding. a Twitter post. I didn't uh, <laughs> dig for it. No, I'm saying um, you get two games. That's as far back as I go. Oh, I so. see. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the five. That's showing a little bit more of a pattern. Sure. Uh, the two the two works well too. With the two, I say he starts Calgary. I want as many wins as I can get. But uh, I, I just I understand the you, logic. You, you put VTech against Edmonton. And it could yeah, it ugly. can get ugly. Um, yeah. You know, you're going to see. A, look, you put VTech at this point against Edmonton. You're going to see Schmidt at some point. So you you know you don't want to. Yeah. So you got to start him. But uh, and I know this has Schmitt. nothing to do with our team. But you know how excited I was to see Dawes come back today. I know. I was. I, I like Dawes. I thought. You know, I really I'm, thought he was our next comer before Schmid emerged. I'm last really year. interested to see Nico Dawes now. Two years removed from that year where he just got oh. thrown into a fucking fire and for the most part did pretty, did pretty well. well. Yeah. I mean, was he over five hundred or was he right a, a game or so under? I think he was either awfully like close a, on a bad team. Eleven and ten yeah. or ten and eleven. Um on that on that one. Um so, you know, on a really, really bad team. A really young, inexperienced team that had no idea how to win, um, but he showed a lot of heart, and I'm I'd love to see him now. But that brings me back to like, you really are that out on VTech, huh? I'm not out permanently, 
I just think that what he's dealing with is purely mental. I said last year after the playoffs, you don't just lose everything you are overnight, any hockey player in any position. Typically speaking, it's more of a gradual decline. Headcase is the one thing that could just throw you off forever. He's just got to get right. That or injury. Well, of course. And I just think he needs to get right. And for that, I mean – but there's no safe games. There, I mean, it's not like there's an no. absolute team we can play him against and say he's going to win. So you guess you just got to put him back out there. But right now, I'm just not comfortable. Like right now, if you just told me Schmidt's starting, I say we've got a better chance of winning. That's the bottom line. I, I and, and look, even Schmidt might get lit up by Cal by Edmonton. Um, but I also think if Schmidt gets lit up by Edmonton, then Stuart Skinner's probably getting lit up by the Devils too. I think that's going to be a hell of a game. Um, So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be wild, and I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored. Um, And it's going to be really, I think, tough to watch because it's going to piss us off. But in the end, it's going to be a really fun game. I'm really looking forward to that game. And But, like – you ha- we have a ton of back-to-backs. Like, we need a competent number two. Um, I don't know if – you know, I, I think Tech is it. I think he'll get himself together, and I think I think you have to start him in Calgary. You can't just basically let it be known that you've completely given up on him, especially if you think not. that there's a problem with his fucking head because that's just going to probably fuck him up more. So, I mean, let's get him in. And look uh, – if VTech played last night, we would have lost that game. I believe that. Um, you know, sure. you go you go to the game. Uh, that, to me, what last night's game was the most important win of the Devils' season so far. And let's I call really it what it was, that. right? That was a goalie win. We yeah. got a goalie to steal us a win. No, no doubt. That's what we wanted. No doubt. It's got to happen every now and, and then. That's why one of the reasons why I say it's it's the most important win of the season. We haven't seen them play like this where, look, man, it was a rough night for our superstars, right? Like, yep. you know, Brat, Hughes, Heischer, uh, Meyer, Toffoli. These guys, you know, I think maybe there was a point. In, I think Brat got up one of the points, but yep. those guys, they weren't, they weren't getting any, you know, they just had no opportunities. It right. wasn't coming easy. We were lucky enough to get the two goals where we did. And we'll talk about that. But you know, when that doesn't, we talked about it on the last show with bro door, like there were nights where he, you knew he said it. He was like, my guys aren't there. I got to be on point and I got to win this game. And Schmidt right. did that last night because I mean, the defense, I thought, even though they gave up a lot of shots, um, especially in the third period. I did think our defense played really well, the team defense. They, the shots were coming, but they were not good chances. Um, they had a couple of net mouth scrums there late, but but there was really nothing that, you know, and that's what you need to see. They were know? completely under siege, and they did the whole bend, don't break thing. You know what I yeah. mean? They did just enough to win the game. You have to win games like that during the year. You probably have to win 10, 15% and of your games like that during the year. And they haven't done it yet. And this no. was the game where they, you know, we only allowed one goal. Uh, and I can't fault them on that goal. It was a good goal. Oh, um, God. Nothing you to know, do about that. The Both goalies played really well. The fact that, you know, Palat had his opportunity, capitalized on it. We've seen too many times this year where, you know, he'd have a, a wide open net like that and hit the post or shoot it wide or, you know, so that was good to see. And then, you know, Simone Nemec is going to be something special, man. Is he, he ever? The read he had on that play 
was I know. so far advanced of the play. You saw him coming like it just if you scripted it, you'd say, "Wow, look how perfectly he followed it, that script." It looked like it was a a, a drawn up play, like right. you Which know. Of course, it a, wasn't no. with the puck in a corner and all that, but but no, uh, he um his hockey sense, his skating, like everything about this dude, and like there's in a couple of years we are going to have the best defensive tandem in the NHL. No doubt. No doubt. You know, there's there's a lot of talk about um, us passing up on Cooley uh, for him. And, you know, right. some are camp Cooley and some are camp, you know, defense. And, you know, again, it's – we had – loaded with forwards. This right. was absolutely the right move for us. Even if Cooley winds up being a better player, like overall, to have this kind of guy where he projects to be on defense yeah. in the next couple of years is – it's incredible. You know, he's a number two pick. He's, inc- he, he's a hell of a hockey player. That's the one thing I have to say that – pisses me off more about hockey fans than anything else is this constant comparison of fucking draft picks to each other and they do it, it and it's big, not just in right? hockey they do it in every sport but in hockey they do it the most like okay Connor mcdavid jack eichel right like sure everybody would take Connor mcdavid he's the better player but jack eichel's got a fucking ring and Connor mcdavid doesn't what's worth what you know exactly i mean uh one guy plays defense one guy plays forward you're a whole different player you're talking about what's you know needs that a team like you just said a team needs um you know where we're just where you are structurally as a franchise wherever that all goes into who you draft and the fact that you draft two completely different positions not, yeah. it's not like you said we didn't need forwards not to um, mention star forwards coming out of a draft star like big yeah. time stars way more plentiful than big time star defensemen yeah one of the other things i just heard somebody bring up was the heischer mccarr 2017 i was just retrospect being that. what it is who do you pick you're not going wrong with either one of them okay? that's what that's my Nick, point. like if he goes our captain he drives you, us he's a two-way player if you had the Cam choice McCarr, might be the best defenseman out there right now i don't but know if you had the choice right now and somebody said you go back to that draft who do you take knowing what you know now Knowing what I know now, because yeah. I know where we went, yes, I would take Heischer because I want to get my two centermen like that down the middle, and now we're going to be loaded on defense too. Um, and we're only, you know, God willing that we're this that we are playing the way we're supposed to be playing. We're only a couple of years behind Colorado. I I take Heischer too for the exact you know I just said like you know the teams team needs you know where where how these guys wanted to build this team out was down the middle with you know really solid players look at the you know we get two first round picks that's what we take and I honestly think yes Jack is a generational talent but Heischer man I can't imagine this team without him in the lineup like yeah. it's just you know the, he's starting to be this year I think kind of being the captain that. I think Mm -hmm. management foresaw Mm -hmm. him to be, and he's really kind of stepping into that role now. And that's awesome to see. Yeah. You know how um, there's always talk about whoever wins the Stanley cup, like the next year, everybody tries to emulate that style of play Mm -hmm. to go. And this happens year after year after year, whether it's true or not. But the one thing that never changes about like championship teams is just having that real strong down the middle. Yeah. Even you know now people are saying, hey, you can win with an average goalie. You don't need a Brodeur and this and that. And no, you need strict defense or pure offense. You always need that middle. And these a lot of teams are building their defenses up with much bigger guys now and uh, trying to emulate what Vegas did, especially out west. Um, you know, there's quite a few teams going that route. Even Florida see, kind of bulked up down there. That's you know, the, it's, it's cool that you said that because see, that's the missing piece. When people just kind of ignorantly say. Ah, you can win a championship with you know mediocre goaltending. 
Well, then another area needs to pick up the slack. And like Vegas, defense and their team right. being big and strong in team defense. It's You can't just say any old team can throw a, you know, a bottom 10 goalie in there and win. They can, right. but it's not likely. Um, real quick, like uh, people like to say, you know, like Vegas um, – Hang on one second. I'm just looking something mm-hmm. up. Um, that you know, um, Aiden Hill is an average goaltender. Like, have you seen his numbers this year? I actually have not. Um, let me get these real quick. Oh, not what the fucking number, idiot! Give me one second here. All right, all right. So Aiden Hill right now has. An 11-4-0 record. He's played 16 games, a 2.17 um, goals against, wow. and a save percentage of 9.32. And so this is not a guy who's an average goaltender. Like, no, this, this dude's is not bottom stud. of the pack. No, this dude's a stud. You still need all those things. Like, you know, the goaltender, you know, look, why didn't Florida win? Because Bobrovsky didn't stop enough pucks, so you know yeah. you gotta you gotta look at it that way. Like um, you know, you still need all those things, but they do try and emulate, like you said, everything that a team does. And I sometimes think they overcorrect. Um, you know, sure. Uh, I think Toronto kind of overcorrected. Like we have to be big up front. We have to get be you know get more grit. Get this. Get that. And you know, sometimes yeah, you, you know. And I like that this team is kind of we saw how they wanted to build it. You know, from even when Heischer was drafted, it was we want a fast team, really strong down the middle with, you know, good team defense. And it's crazy to to, through several other general managers like that's how the team has always been built. And up until now, which I think Fitzgerald's done a pretty good job. I got to tell you, for me, it's the, the real winning recipe has always been a complete and total hockey balance. And it sounds easier than it is, but you need your flashy, high-skilled forwards. You need your role players. You need your stay-at-home defensemen. You need your puck-moving defensemen. You need a better-than-average goaltender. Um, you know, you look at some teams, and they just get so uh, star-power heavy. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Rangers do that with their trades at the end of the year all the time. You know, uh, I love Patrick Kane, but would they have done better with, uh, I don't know, another role player? I don't know. I don't know the yeah. inside and out of their team. But just that general concept, and maybe that's, you know – being a child of the Lou Lamorell era, you know what I mean? Right. With his, his whole symphony um, thing, but it's true. Um, you know, you, you need to have those particular roles. You need to buy into it. You need to have the balance every now and then you'll get a real flashy team. Um, and I'll just dazzle you to death and win. But to me, I don't think that that's the long-term success. I think it's purely about balance. And uh, you know, like a guy like Palat now, for example, you know, I've had my issues earlier in the year, mostly based on his contract. I never didn't want the guy, but now you're looking at what he's doing on a team when they really need it. Like getting that first goal last night was huge. Um, I would take Palat getting the first goal five or six times a year over giving me just 15 goals. You know what I mean? Because they, right. they mean something They're They're more, and he's definitely a driving force. And now you, now you can legitimately say, eh, we need you on the first line tonight. Well, we're going to you know, put you on the third line tonight and know what you're going to get from him. And I think he's playing great. Um, that's the question. kind of balance I'm talking about. I have a question for you. Yeah. What's Timo Meyer's role on this team? See, I don't know. And I don't think he knows. And I think that is definitely the problem. Um, why he doesn't at least still play his normal game, I 
can't quite figure that out. But someone needs to talk to him and sit down and show him some tape of who he was all those years. Because like I said before, that player's still in there. That doesn't just go away. Confidence is a major thing in any sport and anything. Yeah. Um, Got to get him going. And when we do, I think he's just going to blow up. I mean, Tom Fitzgerald traded for a power forward. We have not seen a power forward. Like, it, it's this, and, you know, I think he's trying to play a little bit more of a finesse game. Like, I guess maybe he feels like, I don't I don't know if he feels that way. Like, you know, I'm playing with Brad, you know, Heischer and Hughes and stuff, and I got to, no, that's not your, your job, dude. Your job is to get some dirty goals and use that big shot and get under people's skin and be a little bit of muscle up there. Like, who who is this dude? Like, I... I I mean, I, and here's the messed up part. Like I didn't never like out living here in Jersey. Like I don't watch a ton of San Jose shark stuff. So everything I saw was like best of tape and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Of course I knew who he was and I see his highlights and stuff like that. And, but for the most part, when I started catching the rumors that we were interested in trading for him, I started doing some research and I'm like, this guy is going to be awesome. Like I haven't seen that dude. And that's why I say, like, I watched that game last night in Detroit, and I'm like, Fabian Zetterlin would be giving us exactly the same, if not more, because he's yeah. playing with more grit and heart right now. It's funny because I just totally bored everybody talking about balance for way too long. But this is exactly the type of piece I'm talking about. It's like a different piece. You take a TMR and you come in and do what you're supposed to do with your power forward role. And that's a balance in a different direction because now the other team is sitting there going, we already know how we got to put up with Jack. And, uh, you know, he sure's, you know, great two-way player like now what, what are we gonna do with with timo um but he's not being that right now so i don't think teams have to game plan against him which is a deficit for us it's a weakness for us because when they do need to game plan against him regardless of what line he's on uh that's gonna be really positive for us yeah that's you know well said um i agree with you 100 percent. the dude needs to get going man it's been uh, you know last year in the playoffs we saw glimpses of it um, you know, and I know he didn't have any goals and have any points, whatever, but we saw that grit. We saw that toughness. I don't expect them to play that way every night. Of course not. But, uh, you know, so if anybody's out there and they're going to go bet on the, uh, Calgary flames or, or on the devils, maybe you could see what the over under is on, I don't know, Timo Meyer hits. Maybe you took, um, a bet that the Penguins will finally score a power play goal tonight. Maybe you did that. I don't. They scored one goal. They lost three to one, but they did score one by Ryan Smith. But I don't Riley Smith rather. I don't know if it was a power play goal. Listeners are going to have to look that up on their own. But if you wanted to do those things, you totally could. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code. THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Dumbest slogan ever. <laughs> bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey. 
For eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources, NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Thank you, DraftKings. Awesome. So, you know, what else do you do? You want to touch on anything else about the Seattle game? Or you want kind of want to do a little preview of uh, Calgary? I mean, uh, yeah, Calgary. No, I think we pretty much, um, you know, talked about the Seattle game and um, just just really exciting again the way they, they way they played. I do recall, oh yeah, the um, those, those final seconds too. That that goal mounted mm-hmm. from like. That puck was like a pinball. Like that was going crazy. That very easily could have went the other way. It just it was just really good um, to hold on that way. I would. I, I feel more confident with a win like that than the win we got the previous night, and I'd like to see more of them. And uh, that that sets you up for success down the road. And yeah. I'm not saying I want the Devils to always win two to one because we got the star power. We should be winning four to one. I'm just saying I want to learn to keep the puck out of the net a little bit, and then you know our offense is going to do what our offense is going to do most of the time. Yeah, there's really, you know, the offense I don't think is an issue. I think this team is going to be able to score goals most nights um, and be able to score more than the other team. The problem is, like you said, those nights where they're not keeping it out of the net. Um, You know, they have to clean things up and play better defense. And and listen, it's a two-way street. Like I, you know, got some comments on, you know, YouTube about, you know, somebody saying that, you know, kind of agree with your points, but you know, it really is the defense. It's not the goaltending and taking, like we talked about that the last show and it's, it's fucking splitting hairs at this point, you know, like the whole, and I kind of feel like this game, the team felt different to me against Seattle. Like it kind of felt like things, even though they didn't get the offense, they buckled down where they needed to, you know, they did a lot of good things in that game to be able to pull out that two, one win. I think that that game is going to kind of propel these guys. And if they can put, like you said, four, one, put it both together, put together what you did team defense, Schmidt play that plays that way. Hopefully Vanacek can get to, you know, serviceable at this point. Like, you know, it's just how, you know, on those types of games. So normally with this team right now, you would say no lead is safe going in, right? And just the night before, they pretty much proved that. But at some point after Nemec scores that goal and it's 2-1 and it's staying 2-1, you do – I did. I started to get gradually more comfortable. Yep. And that is a telltale sign that you're – you don't notice every single play. You know, Some of these guys that watch these games, I can't believe how many things they notice with these stats and advanced stats and where this guy was. But you do get a feel for it. And you actually start when you start to relax more on the couch when it's only two one. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. And and you know when you go into a a, a road game, you go into another barn. Uh, you get you know look if you even look at now of, of the teams that should have one stat like mm-hmm. Seattle's like fifty six percent should have won that game. Uh, right. I think they were like almost four. Uh, goals expected above um, mm-hmm. goals expected. So like they. We shut them down, you know. We they That's they had the opportunities, we have you know. To win. And yeah, right. exactly. Like and that. we we proved in that game that we were the better team. You know what I mean? Well, like we were the better group of men out there, and we won the game, even though we weren't going out there and putting five did more or six with less up. shots. Yeah. Got it done. A little more clutch. Now, if you really want to get into that kind of thing, even with the San Jose loss, which was horrible, there was a lot of stats coming about kind of the same thing. 
in the devil's favor as far as right. chances for shots against. Like there were things that pointed to the devil's having a better outcome. Maybe Should not a win. Won. Yeah. That's basically what they were saying. And But you look at it and it was such a bad beat down. Otherwise, you go, well, that you know, at some point, I think the frustration hit us because at some point, none of that shit matters anymore. At some point, you just got to find a way to win. The last you know, two games, they found a way to win in two very different ways. Absolutely. And that's always good. And, you know, and these next two are going to be huge. Um, I don't know what to expect uh, tomorrow. I really don't. I mean, um, they're down to their backup, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, what the hell is Markstrom's hurt, right? He broke his finger. So he's out for um, a little bit of time. Uh, there, I did hear some, like, rumbling rumors that Devils were maybe inquiring on Markstrom, that maybe Calgary would be looking to dump him. <laughs> uh, I I like Jacob Markstrom and, uh, you know, but now with the broken finger, probably not, but I don't know who their backup is actually. Are you checking? Uh, no, I was just actually looking at the, yeah. Um, I'm curious who their backup is to see if it's somebody that we know, but I like, I know that they're a really good team. They beat Carolina last night. They came back from a couple of goals down to do it. Um, so I think that they're going to have their hands full tomorrow. Yeah, um, certainly not a cakewalk by any means. I think um, it's easy to look at it and say, yeah, that's probably a win. Um, I think it, all things being equal, I think maybe we should win that game. Um, But as we talked about, it's probably going to be VTech, and I just don't have that much confidence in him right now. But this could be the type of thing we like. We need VTech to just have one of those miraculous games where he just shuts his mind off and he gets a shutout and he just mm-hmm. writes himself. And I'm not saying he's going to become like, you know, he's going to get ten shutouts the rest of the year. Just write yourself. Be be that average or slightly better than average regular season goalie for us for a little while. That's really going to help. And their backup, one of their backups is the kid, Dustin Wolf, who I heard tons of about his college play. And, you know, he's supposedly the real deal and the next big time goalie for Calgary, which might be why there's talks of Jacob Markstrom on the market. But if we get him, that'll be fun. I'd love to check this kid out, see how good yeah. he is. The other guy is Daniel Vladar. Vladar? Vladar? Vladder? Yeah, yeah Vladder. Yeah. I don't why do I not I, I've never heard of him. No, I have not. And they're both big guys, dude. 6'5", 209. Yeah, well, all it's all goalies nowadays. That's it. They're just bred that way. You know? And like Dan makes a really Jeez. good point how so many of these guys are just interchangeable. You know, you could just ninety percent of these goalies, they're just okay, pluck one out and put the other guy in and you'll get the exact same result. Um, no, dude. I saw so, I saw something something came on the other day. Um one of those programs on, on NHL network. And there was a thing on Hashik and I was like, Oh man, I miss yeah. those glory days. You just seen a guy like that, just winging it, just doing it his way and stopping the puck. No doubt. Bob, do you want, you want my high take hot take? Yeah, let's do a hot take. By this time, I'm just going to be actually one of my predictions for tomorrow. show. now you're not going to be here tomorrow. I will not. You suck. Um, so we're going to do a show tomorrow and, uh, me and, I guess Tony and Dan, Bobby won't be here because uh, he doesn't like to hang out with us on Saturday nights. He just actually has a life and now he's not a loser like us. But um, it's just a holiday party. This this prediction is that by this time, well, this time next week. So by the end of Saturday next week, by the end of Saturday night's show, okay, the Devils will be in the top three in the Metropolitan Division. Hold on. All right. Hold on. So 
Saturday night show. So you guys are going tomorrow night. That's the yep. night after Calgary. So you're talking the 16th. Okay. All right. You're gonna we're gonna be in the top three. Yep. All right. Um, I'm telling you, bud. we're going to be in the top three by next Saturday. And I think we're going to stay there. I, I think the team has turned the corner. I think they're kind of invigorated. They're healthy. So um, 29 I, points to threshold now. Right. And we're at we 27. 27. 24 and games, New York's. we got a game in hand on the Islanders. But two actually, games in hand on the Flyers. You do better by actually looking at their schedule. So if we just take the two teams that are above us, right? So mm-hmm. we'll start with the Islanders. Um, and they play, so by next week, so they have, these are their next few games, the Kings. Okay. They, uh, lost in the, on the Island. So the Los Angeles Kings don't lose on the road ever. Nope. Um, then they have the Toronto Maple Leafs on the Island. Then they have the Anaheim Ducks. I'll give them two. And then they have, uh, Boston Bruins. Okay. So I would say maybe they get three points out of that. Right, and then we go to uh, the Flyers. Okay, mm-hmm. who are I think are might take Carolina's spot in the playoffs if they don't wake up soon. They have Colorado. All right, that's a tough game. Yep. Then they have Nashville, which is a tough game, and they're both on the road. Then they go home to play Washington, which apparently is a lot better than anyone thought this year. Uh, then they play Patrick Kane and the Detroit Red Wings, and that's how that one ends. So let's give them. I'll give them three points. Okay. And then we go to our schedule. Mm-hmm. And we have the Flames, which I'm going to give two points on. The Oilers, which I'm actually going to wait on. We're going to beat the Boston Bruins this year. This is like it's going to happen. So there's four. And then the Blue Jackets. So there's six. We're going to be at least two or three points ahead and in the top three. You paint a very... Plausible scenario for sure. So I like it. Let's go with it. Yeah, let's it's do that. It's surprising that given how mediocre we've played for the talent level that that can happen in the next couple of days. I mean, even all this math in general, and, you know, we're sitting here when they talk about, um, you know, American Thanksgiving and if you're not in the playoffs and right. statistics. And we get that for most teams when you're statistically out by now. We weren't statistically out. And now we're, I mean, really just points out where it's, it's a good week away yeah. from exactly what you just said. So not only wild card, you're right. That can actually get us into the division. We're, we're going to end up in the top three. And I do think that Carolina is going to turn it around at some point. I, I mean, I do. Of course. The Flyers are playing some inspired hockey right now. They're actually fun to watch. I didn't think I'd ever say that about the Flyers, but they are. They're fun to watch on mute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, those announcers. But uh, yeah, I, they're, they're kind of fun to watch. So I can maybe see them making a, a, a playoff uh run yeah, late in the season, which would be good. I mean, it would be kind of cool if it was the Flyers, Rangers, and Devils in the playoffs. Uh, fuck the Islanders, you know. Yeah. I'm done with the Islanders. Uh, I don't know where they get the balls to stay in this fucking thing this far. I thought <laughs> they'd be way further down. I prefer we keep Philly out of it for a little while. I like having hockey to myself living out here. Does it, like, kind of intrigue you a little bit? Like, if we end up second or third, like, you know, most likely we're not playing the Rangers. Like, they're going to be – and I know it's too early for playoffs, and we're just completely speculating recklessly here. So just 
bear with us. You know, like I'm kind of excited thinking about that. Like, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Philly? Is it going to be Carolina? I would like anybody but the Rangers. And it doesn't mean I don't want to play them. I'd love to get through them on the way to a championship. Of course, it's even better. But yeah, we, you know, just, I wouldn't want it again the first round. It would be nice to see somebody else. Cause I don't, I mean, the Rangers, let's, you know, we shit on them, but they're, they're, they're fucking, fucking good. good. They're fucking good. So. And you know, I was listening to, I guess it was back in the summer, one of the third, Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast, and Jack was on it. I don't know if you had heard that one, but he actually, you know, talked about that series and just, while well, he was talking, the question was asked about the Carolina series and he harkened back to that Ranger series and basically said what we had said back in the time that when it happened, like emotionally they were so spent, um, you know, not to mention they were the only team in the playoffs to never have a fucking more than one day off. Right. I mean, they, they were like less than, I, I think, think they less, won and got on the plane. They, they, they did. Like, and they think yeah. like something like 30 hours later, they were playing in game one of the second round. And, you know, they had no time to even, even sell, the coaches, like, they're, they're not looking ahead when they say that they mean it. They're looking yeah. at how to beat the Rangers that game seven. They're not saying, and then we're going to spend a half hour on how to beat Carolina in case we play them. There's no way they're doing right. that. No. So, yeah, I, I mean, is it a little bit of an excuse? Sure, it's a reality. Nobody likes to hear it, but well, it is a reality. You know, if you don't go and play like complete dog shit those first two games, maybe you get done with them in five or six and get some time off. So it's on you. Um, you know, they, right. they got what they deserve. I, I am excited to think, though, like the idea of possibly getting Carolina in round one this year and knocking them out, getting that revenge, and then seeing the Rangers in round two, I think that would be awesome. And I'm uh, so scared of Carolina though, man. <laughs> like I don't I just don't like facing I've, them. I've watched a few of their games recently, their last two games actually. I watched most of the um Calgary uh flame game and the Car- Carolina Calgary game last night. And then I watched the entire Edmonton uh, Carolina game and Edmonton just smoked them. I mean, I think they won six to one. They come and like Rod Brindamore is just kind of behind the bench sitting there like old crazy eyes doesn't know what to do. Um, right. You know, read them the riot act after that Edmonton game. And then they blew a, a lead uh, last night, uh, you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. I think it was a two goal lead. Yeah, it was, they were down, they were up two nothing <clears throat> in the first. And you go back last year, five, six years prior Carolina gets a two goal lead on you. They don't lose. No, you know they don't lose. They shut it down, and and that's it. You're going home. If it happens five minutes into the game, you might as well just pack up and go. Yeah, you know, I was watching uh, a little bit of the Penguins game, Penguins Florida, just before we came on. Yeah, and I was sitting there, and it's fucking two one, and there's an empty net, and Pittsburgh had a six on four power play, and I'm like, please, this is not another you know three point game. Like, please, somebody yep. just win. I don't care who it is. They just win straight, it. and they did. Everybody's getting that point. I know. I know. Oh, uh, but, look, I do think the Devils, as far as all those teams in front of us, with the exception of the Rangers, are the better hockey team at this moment. I know that the Flyers are playing good, but, you know, we just beat them last week, so we're the better hockey team. Um, and so I think that they'll start jumping people. They'll start putting these wins together. Um you know, at a better clip, you know, three out of four right now, I'll take that. Um, they're, they're playing, they're playing pretty good. And I, like you said, I love how they won these last two games, uh, completely different ways. They stole four points basically already on this road trip. Let's go to Calgary and have put it both together, have a nice complete. I like four, one. 
I like 4-1 with VTech making 25 saves or 24 saves on 25 shots. Like I, yeah. that's what I want to see. Nice, consistent game, start to finish, go to work, put your briefcase down, get your work done, pack up and go home. This is probably the most confident I've been all year to say, I really think we can go ahead and get a win, like get another win, make it three in a row. I just, to take nothing away from Calgary, who is playing a lot better, like you kind of forecasted in the summer, right? Um, but I just, it's just a feeling. And I think it comes from what you just said. Okay. You won the wild one, six to five, one you really had to have to start this off and not an easy one against a very good team and on the road, you know, and, and then um, Seattle too, tough team. And you won it a totally different way because of that two, one win. I'm, I'm that much more confident yeah. for Saturday. And then the Oilers, you know, Talk to me on Saturday night, you know, before I, I – I think that's still a coin flip either way. They are playing great, but we can run and gun with them. So it's going to come down to who wants it more and who plays it's, better in the corners and makes less mistakes. And goaltending. Um, goal you know, what goalie is going to make the big save? Uh, that game yeah. is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, Like I said, I don't think that either team is going to get blown out, but I do think that both teams are going to put up a lot of points. Not to mention, I expect Jack to have a big day tomorrow. I mean, the dude was held off the score sheet yesterday. I don't think that shit sits well with him. Um, you know, so I think he's going to come out for the rest. And then, and then the next game, you have Connor McDavid. So, you know, when's Jack at his best? When he's going up against Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, he Connor is. McDavid. Um, Speaking of Jack, so we're yes. – quarter of the way into the season and the pace that he's on it's a time to think about how realistic it is that he can blow away 100 points well what what kind of pace is he on right well now? i mean he he's have... now he's missed a few games but he has something like two well, how many points, points does he have uh, i'd have to look that up hold on, i got it right here jack hughes refresh please Jack Hughes has 33 points. 33 points in and 25 games. And he has played games. in 19 games. He's played in 19 games. So, so 33 if, divided by 19. So he is 1.736 points per game. Okay, so then how many games did we play? 25? Let's call it 25, right? All right, so, so what is that? That's uh, 60, maybe like uh, 59 games left. Let's call it 60 games left. All right, let's just so call it 60 game plan. That would be probably what? It's 104 points. 100, yeah. More. Yeah. Is it realistic that Jack Hughes could wind up with 130 points? Is it realistic? Yeah. The yeah. way this team can score? Yeah. Because like this Jack- isn't a hot streak stuck in the middle of a season where you go, okay, he got hot for two weeks. This is now a consistent, like you can look at this. This is two months. This is 25 games or 20 for him. He's That's incredible. Won- He's one of the 10 to 12 best players on the planet. I absolutely believe that. Um, You know, there's not many guys that I would take over, Jack. Uh, Yeah, I can see, you know, he's not going to, you know, he's going to have his three or four point nights. You know, they're Mm going to come. Um, He's very rarely going to be held off the score sheet at all. If the Devils score more than one goal, he's usually involved somehow. So, yeah, I can totally see that. There was a poll on Twitter X. And you stroked it. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> and uh, it was about if you had to start a team right now with one player, mm. Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes, or Luke Hughes, Ooh. who do you pick? 
Ooh. Now, I think most people on right away on the surface would isolate Luke out, at least for now. He may wind up being the See, best. I isolated three. Quinn out. But go ahead. Did you? Yeah. I, I don't. I think Quinn – I mean, Quinn's just proven to me right now that he is everything he ever should be. He's, he's just killing it this year. But uh, it was predominantly Jack. Now, it was on our feed, you know, Uncle Pucker, so it's predominantly Devils, of course. So it's a little skewed. But I think when you take everything into account – as good as Quinn's been and as good as Luke can be. And and both of the brothers say Luke may be the best of the three of them when all is said and done. I believe that. But the fact that Jack's a center, the fact that he's he's just got that – there's just something about him, right? He's got that it factor that you talk well, about. If, if I'm starting a team, right, from scratch. First pick. First pick. I absolutely 100% without a shadow of a doubt, no questions asked, take Jack Hughes. And it's not just because he's a forward and, you know, uh, I think he's better than the other guys. I think Luke Hughes, I think they're right about that. Luke's ceiling, I think, is so fucking high that it's going to be, to see where this dude is in three or four years is going to be so much fun to watch. Oh, and then there's another dude named Shimon. Well, we don't really know what his name is. He's like a million different names. Simon. Um, Shimon, Simon, Shimon <laughs> Nemich, who's probably going to be real close to that good as well, which is going to just be deadly. But if I'm also starting a brand new team, I need to put asses in the seats and sure. there's nobody better in the league. Maybe Connor McDavid, uh, you know, maybe a couple of dudes at just putting you know, must must see hockey. Well, Whenever even even puck, Aust- Austin Matthews, it. who arguably to this point is a greater offensive threat than Jack is to this point. It's a better goal scorer. Better goal scorer. He doesn't have that marketability as of Jack. No. Like no. Jack's a good looking kid. He's you know, he's personable. Uh you know, people kind of gives gravitate the best to interviews. Him. Yeah. Well, I mean he hates being interviewed. I love but, listening but to him talk, you, dude. But when you actually hear him in something he's wants to do, like I said, that thirty two thoughts podcast, you know, yeah. when he's sitting down, he's comfortable and he's not asking answering he actually even brings that up because he was asked about how he feels about Quinn being named captain of Vancouver. And he mentioned like uh how the captain's have so much on him and it had talked about like, I can't do what Nico Heischer does. Yeah. I can't do, I can't get done with a loss and then have to take my gear off and then go answer a bunch of stupid questions about mm. why we just lost, you know, and, and stuff like that. He's like, I see Nico do that when we weren't winning games and it's just, it's brutal to see. And then he's like, you know, I don't ever want to do that. So, um, you know, I forgot the point I was trying to make. What were we even talking about? I was Dude, I was rambling. talking about Christmas break. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, but yeah, I mean, there's not many dudes that are as as just must see and marketable yeah. as Jack Hughes, and the NHL knows that. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and I think that I think when it all said and done, yeah, he'll be a regular 100 point scorer. You know, and he mentioned that he said, you know, he was kind of annoyed that he was 99. Like he wants to be a hundred. I love too. that. And and to think, you know, we grew up watching, you know, Patty Ilyash, still one of my favorites of all time, should be in the hall of fame and the greatest offensive devil ever. And he plays his entire career with the devils. I mean, Jack's not only going to probably crush that, he's going to crush it in record time. Oh, no doubt. And that is amazing because Indeed. you're talking – Patrick Ilyash was an amazing hockey player. These are two totally different types of hockey players. 
But uh, yeah, it's hard not to get, you know, that excited watching this guy because, you know, he got drafted really young and um, had the pressure on him, right? You know, the first couple of years, it was, oh my God, what's wrong with Jack Hughes? And there was nothing wrong with Jack Hughes. He was growing up. Yeah. And uh, he's just started that now. And, you know, he's uh, he's too small. He can't play in the NHL. Like, he was written off his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're 100% right. And all the dude did was work his ass off every year. And look at this year. Like, you know, his face-offs are considerably better than they were last year. Like, Who'd have thought? Part- I would have never thought that he would give a fuck about face-offs. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. He was just – to me, he was just like, nope, I'm just going to go. And what did he do? In the playoffs last year, played defense. Like he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. Played so, yeah. hard ass yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, I think, yeah, he'll, he'll be really, I think, annoyed that he wasn't on the point sheet uh, last night. So he's going to go was, out in Calgary and Edmonton and have a few. Somebody asked him a question too about the points. I guess maybe it had to do with Quinn's points versus his. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, I did miss like five games. <laughs> nice. like, I'm going to have to make that yeah. up. You know, I love it because he's just like, yeah, he wants to win. And there's there's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with him wanting to be like the best. Uh, no, I think not it's great. at all. I think we need more more players like that that need to want to be the best. And Jesper Bratt was also on it when I listened to an interview with him on the same podcast um, back in the summertime. And that was a good one, too. He, you know, he, he – his – he's very cerebral in the way that he approaches the game. Like he speaks to sports therapist and he writes in his journal after every single game, uh, you know, not just about the game, but about his day and all this stuff. Awesome. And I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah, but maybe I'm, I'm just sitting here going, just maybe get another therapist, dude. This guy doesn't seem to be working. Maybe you just don't see him yeah. consistently enough. Maybe you just need to see him more often. I think we need, you know? we need to take Brat and Timo, put him in a room together with a new therapist that's it. Start with how much they're making. And Vanacek. <laughs> Say fix, you wanted to fix, make this kind of money. You just might all, want to do something. Yeah. Fix all their fucking heads. You know? Take, put them all in there. Um, so you're not going to be here tomorrow. So before we wrap up, um, give me your prediction on t- um, whatchamacallit, the Calgary game. And then uh, what, is your, what are you thinking for Edmonton? Okay. I, I, I do think we're going to get a fairly – not lopsided win, but kind of a more easy win. The team's going to show up on both sides of the puck. So I'm going to go with the whole 4-1 kind of theme. You know, um, not easy by any stretch, but enough where you can breathe just for a little bit. That's what I really think is going to happen with the Calgary game. I would understand if they lost because Calgary is a good team. And I would also understand if we totally destroy them. But my gut says a hockey win. Edmonton, I don't know. I, you know, again, that's going to be a coin flip for me. Uh, offensive showdown. Just not really sure where to go with that one yet. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Um, uh, before I, I give you my take on the Calgary game, uh, $1.45 million. Do you know what that is? More money than I'll make. That, it years. is, but that's okay. not what I was going for. That's uh, what Fabian Zetterlin's making this year. Just oh, throwing that out there. Just throwing that out it, there. Timo's waking what, nine? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're almost, not talk about that. Almost, almost nine. Well, listen, let, let's um, – I want to end on one more positive too. Yeah, go ahead. Sunday's a big game for you. Who are you playing again? Vikings? Oh, yeah, the Raiders. You're playing the Raiders. Yeah. So I got this little ditty came in today. So, oh, no shit. Th- this is my son's new jersey. 
That's his uh, hockey jersey. So that's, that's hike, all, it's right? like the perfect jersey. It's really cool. Right? I knew you'd love yes. that. You got the yellow and red and black scheme going. It's basically the Minnesota Viking logo on a jer- hockey jersey. Which it is. is awesome. And he's got Jack's number. He got eighty six. Awesome. That is. And let awesome. me tell you, we went. So he's in his new league, and um, we went to the pro shop and. You had to pick two numbers in case one of them wasn't taken. And uh, he wanted 86 first. And then he just kind of randomly picked 12 as a second one. I'm like, maybe 43? And he's like, why would I want 43? I'm like, never mind. Um, But I told him, like, you know, you might not get 86. So really make sure 12 is what you want because he does know what 43 is. I'm kidding. I'm like, because you could could possibly do that because – when we got our rosters for all the kids on the team, there was one kid's name. They got like their picture and stuff on the, on the app. And it was like, whatever name 86. I'm like, so I, I'm like, I don't know. I figured, I assumed this kid was already on the league before my son. So I, I was like, um, you know, we might already have an 86, which is really weird to be out here and, you know, have an 86. That's why I thought it was kind of free. He would definitely get it. Uh, but it turns out that was just the kid's number for his other team that he does in a different league. Ah. So when we were in the pro shop and we filled out the form, I've since met the dad, big Devils fan, him and his son. Um, they were behind us and also filled out 86, but we got there like two minutes ahead. So the kid was disappointed because he's 86 in his other league, but not this league. But I was like, well, that's okay because we are only in one league. So what we got the 86. The kid. I do not know. That is a good oh, question. Yeah, I'll, I'll check. I wonder if he. I wonder if he did the forty-three route. Yeah, but yeah, follow up to that. My kid is know what so excited to That's wear Jack awesome. Hughes's number, and uh, you know we got him a regular Jack Hughes jersey too. So when we go up to the game, we're surely going to be there early. Uh, see what we can do for that That's kind awesome. of thing. So to see, I'm I'm all, I'd like I get to see my last name on a jersey with Jack's number, which That's is also awesome. like. My favorite baseball year. So, like, everything's coming up 86 for me. <laughs> I That's love it. Awesome. That is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I expect uh, Calgary to be a tough game. I expect the Devils to win. I think they're going to have a good effort. I think Jack is going to go off, I think, a three-point game, 5-3 to three New Jersey. Um, that's what I'm going with. Edmonton, uh, I'll go 6-5 overtime. I'm not going to pick a winner. It's going to end in overtime. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be a six-five game. It's going to be fun. So I'll tell you what: if we if we get the three straight and then we get a point out of Edmonton either way, like I would yep. definitely take that road trip. Absolutely, you kidding me? absolutely. You know, I mean, honestly, I would even take a loss sandwich in there if you're being realistic. You know, a four-game Western Canada road trip. You get three out of four. That's always a good trip. But I'm getting greedy at this point after seeing the way they played. So hopefully, we get at four least out of, four out of four seven out of eight points. Great. Yeah. <laughs> if they if they come out of this road trip seriously four out of four, I think uh they would be on a run. They would be really I think uh it reminds right me very direction. much of last year. Yeah, and all the guys would be most of the guys hitting on all cylinders and that's what we need. You know, we've kind of done this with a few dudes under the radar. Like I really am waiting for Dawson Mercer to start playing and uh start putting the puck in the net. Jesper Bratt's gotta be more consistent, Timo Meyer. Um you know, I think, but I think Jack's going to have a big game tomorrow. I think Heischer's going to have a big game tomorrow. Uh, those two are going to drive the force, drive the drive the car. I think five two, and then Edmonton's just going to be fun, and it's going to be yeah. awesome to watch. But you can't text me or anything during the Edmonton game. 
So nope, uh, Uncle Puckers will be back tomorrow where we'll talk about the aforementioned Calgary Flame game. We'll be 75% capacity with me, Tone, and Dan tomorrow. Bobby is taking the evening off, but um, you can listen to us anyway. Uh, wherever you listen to us, uh, give us a you know positive review. Five-star rating goes a long way to promote the podcast. What did you say? I said it won't be as good, but you can do it. No, it definitely won't be as good. <laughs> we'll be missing something. But we'll bring Snoop Dogg in. He'll come in. My bobblehead nice. Snoop. So um, thanks so much for checking us out, guys. We appreciate you. And it uh, looks like Devils are going in the right direction. So this is a good thing. And uh, we're going to be here again tomorrow for Bobby. I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye. I mean, <clears throat> later.